This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We are in a series, title of the series. Does anybody know what the title is? Born to Win. Amen. I just wanted to test you today. And so uh, God wants us winning in life. And I love to win. I hate to lose. Anybody hate to lose in here? I don't like losing. I like winning. And, uh, and God created each one of us to win in this life. Amen. And I like what it says in 1 John 5, 4 and 5. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So we see here that when you receive Jesus, you receive an overcoming factor that's downloaded into your life, into your, into your spirit. You have uh, a no-quit attitude. Can I get an amen here? In other words, you're going you're gonna to win in life. You're not going to give up. You're going to keep fighting the good fight of faith. And that's what we're called to do is fight the good fight of faith. So uh, to, uh, we've been in a series and we're in the part of the series where we're talking about prayer. And prayer is powerful. And James says it's the prayers of a righteous man that makes tremendous power available. And, you know, we, I hit on the fact that you are righteous because you receive a gift of righteousness when you receive Jesus. And so that means that your prayers can make a difference. Some people think only the pastor can pray. But really, you can pray too. Amen. You have the power to pray and you can pray for your children and you can pray for your neighbors and you can pray for your employees if you're a boss, amen. And you can pray for people, amen. So you can pray. And the Bible says... Uh, that, that, you know, uh, if you're hurting, pray. <laughs> so, amen. That's the first thing we need to be doing. In other words, we just need that short prayer. Help Jesus, you know. And uh, let's look at Matthew here. And uh, this is uh, Matthew 6, 9, and 13. And we're going on the template of the Lord's Prayer. And I love this. It's, uh, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. And Jesus says in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, In this manner, therefore pray. And you know, you can pray this, you know, exactly this, the way Jesus prayed it. But, uh, you know, most people believe it's more of a template that you can, you can guide your prayer life on, on this one prayer here. And it says here, in this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I love this prayer. Amen. Most of you probably know it by heart. But we can break down this prayer. and We've been breaking it down. And we've been discovering uh, in this prayer, even at the very beginning of the prayer, is that when Jesus said, Our Father, he, he's talking about when we get into prayer, God is not, he's God to the world, but he's father to us. He's our heavenly father. Amen. And so we, we need to think about the fatherhood of God, that God is good. Amen. And so when we're in prayer, we think about the fatherhood of God. And when he says are, that means we're in it together. Amen. We're in it to win it. 
And then when he says, hallowed be thy name, I'm just kind of going over a little bit. We, we, we think about how unique God is. He's, he's, he's the God of the impossible. And when we come in prayer, we want to come in prayer worshiping and praising him and thanking him for his greatness and his goodness. In other words, the, the greater we magnify God in prayer, the smaller our problems become. And so what does the devil want to do? He wants us to get in prayer and talk to God about how big our problems are. Right? But no, and a lot of times we do that. God, you see everything that's going on. You see my problems and you focus. And we tend to focus more on the problems, but focus more on the promises. Start off by magnifying the bigness of God. Amen? Because whatever you're dealing with, to God, it's a little thing. To us, it's big. But to God, it's just little. Amen. We, we think it's, we think all oh, this, all oh, this. No, to us, it may be, seem to be a big deal. And, but to God, God can do anything. He's, he's an amazing God. So we, so we want to, uh, we want to, you know, uh, focus on his amazing qualities. And then uh, thy kingdom come. And I talked about uh, in that type of prayer, we need to think about the four pillars of God, his character. And, and God is He's righteous, amen? He's a righteous God. And we, I pray that may God, uh, kingdom of righteousness and justice, mercy and truth reign in my life and reign in your life, and reign in my family, reign in our government. So, so we, we, we pray this and I talked about that last week and now this week we're, we're into thy will be done. Hallelujah. And you know, um, because when you become a Christian, do you know that, that you're supposed to follow the will of God? Amen. In other words, we're not just, you know, running our own show. We're just not running. It's not what, well, I wonder what I want to do today. Well, what does the Lord want you to do? I mean, are, are, you, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your life? Or are you running your life? And, you know, and that's really, remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, I don't do my will, but I do the will of the Father. Remember that? Jesus said, I didn't come down here to do my will. If that was the case, they, they, he would be laying on a soft cot and they'd be feeding him grapes or something, right? While, while, he's, taught, while he's giving his, his, his uh, sermonettes, amen, or sermons, amen? And so, but no, no, Jesus came to do the Father's will. And so we're here to do the Father's will. And this is amazing because what happens is when you get close to God in prayer, um, what God wants you to do, you're going to want to do. In other words, you'll start, you'll start wanting to do the things that God is moving on your heart to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, the closer you get to God, it's not going to be a struggle to follow him. It's not going to be such a, a, a oh man, I got to follow God today, you know? No, that, it's, not, it's not that hard burden. Remember, you remember what the scripture said? Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And my burdens are like, well, how come it's so hard? Because, because see, we, we, we haven't did what Jesus did when he was on the cross. We haven't totally surrendered. Oh, I'm preaching today. I could drop the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We haven't totally surrendered yet. We, 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 we're, we're a living sacrifice and we come to the altar and say, I give it all. But then we crawl off the altar and say, this is my life. No, no. Yes, it is our life, but God wants to enhance it and make it better. Think about this. God, you know, when God calls people, and I'm kind of going off script. This is unscripted this morning, amen? But I do have a script here. And um, 
And when God calls people, a lot of times, you know, he called Abraham out of his family. You're, you're, and why does he call us out of our, our, the elements that we're, that we're familiar with? Because he wants to reveal his glory to you a lot of times, sometimes in the valleys. Sometimes, sometimes when we're close to our families, we can lean on them. We don't have to lean on God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? When, when God called me to, um, to go to uh, Bible school, I thought it was my idea. I, I was, I want to go to Bible school, but it was God's idea. I, I, I thought it was my idea. You know, I, I'm planning all this out. But really, my desires became God's desires for me. Can I say that again? My desires became God's desires for me. And when, when, when our desires becomes God's desires for you, you're going to be in the place called there. How many people are in that place called there? Have you ever heard that before, that term? Ah, got to be in that. Or, or have you ever heard the sweet spot? You know, God, you know uh, Thomas was helping me with the deck and, and one of the screws wasn't going into one of the boards and he had to move it around and he finally got that screw in and it went in really nice. He said, oh, the sweet spot. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And that was the sweet spot. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So God wants us in that sweet spot. He, wants, he doesn't want our lives to be bitter. He wants our lives to be better. Isn't that right? And so a lot of times why our lives aren't better is because we haven't totally surrendered. Mm. Woo, man, I'm hitting, some, I'm hitting on some things today. We need to learn to surrender to God. Surrender. So that's what, what Jesus did. The Bible says actually Jesus was the first one to die. The two other um, uh, criminals that were on the cross, on, on the because cro- there was th- two other crosses, one on each one of side of Jesus. But he was the first one to, to, to give up the ghost. Amen. He was the first one to die. And the reason why, because they were pushing up, because when you die on, on the, the cross, you suffocate the, the way it's set up. And, and so you have to push up. On the, you don't die because you lose blood because of the wounds. You, you die of, of asphyxiation or suffocation. So, so Jesus, he wasn't pushing himself up. He was allowing the cross to do its work. In other words, he, he was, he was um, relaxing on the cross. He was allowing the cross. Are we allowing the cross of God to do the work in our lives that we need? Or are we fighting the cross? Are you listening to me today? We don't be fighting the cross. No, submit to God. And the Bible says when you submit, you will receive the blessings. Remember, the willing and obedient. Eat the best of the, uh, I like to say lamb, but I like lamb chops. But the best of the land. Uh, amen. The willing and obedient. And so that's getting into willingness is, is okay, I'm going to go do it. But um, I'm sorry, obedience is doing it. And willingness is our attitude behind what we do. Okay, I'm stepping on toes today. We'll continue, amen? So, so I'm talking to you, and we're getting into thy will be done. And first, and first, when I think about God's will, I think about two parts in this prayer. Because, see, when I pray, I, I not, I'm not only praying for my needs and my family needs and the church needs. I want it, I, when I pray, I want to please God in my prayers. In other words, I want to pray what I think God wants me to pray for. In other words, I want, okay, I want God's favor in my life. 
And if I want God's favor in my life, I'm going to pray the way I think he wants me to pray. Are you right? Why? Because if I'm praying the way he, I think that he wants me to pray, I might walk in some favor. Like the other day when I went into Starbucks and it was National Coffee Day. And I'm telling you, I went in and, and Thomas was helping me with my deck. And we went in. I said, I'm going to buy you a coffee. And we went in. She says, and, she, and the lady said, it's National Coffee Day. I said, it's National Coffee Day. She says, National Coffee Day. I think that was Wednesday. Uh, and, uh, and, she, and I said, great. What, what, what does that do for me? Well, she says, if you have one of these cups, it's a special cup. We'll give you a free cup of coffee. I said, well, I don't have a, you know, I don't have that cup. She said, you can buy it for $2 and you can get a free cup of coffee. And I thought, wow, that's neat. I don't think that's a free cup of coffee. <laughs> I think you're selling a bunch of cups. Amen. <laughs> I, I was born at night, but not last night. Amen. I kind of figured it out. I said, I said, okay, I'm, I'm good. I, I got points on my card. I'm going to get some free coffee anyway, because I, I do the Starbucks card and, you know, I'm, I'm a good steward of my coffee money. Amen. And I said, no, I'll get, I'll get Thomas some free coffee. And the lady was so sweet to us. She said, don't even worry about it. I'm going to give you free coffee on the house. And I said, to, I looked over to Thomas. And I said, the grace is flowing. The grace is flowing. How many people have the grace flowing in your life? You're like, I hope so. You know, the grace is flowing. Amen. So when I'm in prayer, I'm not looking to impress people. I'm looking to impress God. Because I'm in my closet. So I said, God, I want to make sure that I pray. What, what, what is, what's your heart, God? What's your heart? And so I, I want to pray, what's your heart? And God's heart is souls. God's heart is, is getting people saved. So, so in prayer, when I say God's will be done on earth as in heaven, God wants people saved. He wants people in heaven with him. So he doesn't want, he doesn't want anybody going to hell. And so, and so I'm going to pray, when I hit that part, I'm going to pray for the harvest. So it's not just for me. You know, I, I was in prayer yesterday, and sometimes I have a problem walking in love towards people. Does anybody ever have a problem walking in love towards people? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me yesterday. And, and the Holy Spirit said, and I, and I love the Holy How many people love God? And, and I love the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me. Would you walk in love for me? I said, for you, Holy Spirit, I'll walk in love for anybody. For you, yes, I'll walk in love. Will you walk in love towards people for me? In other words, will you walk in love towards people for God? Well, you, you know, most of us, I'll do anything for God. Well, not for yourself, but for God. Would you do it for God? Yes, we need to love people for the Lord. Amen. And do it for the Lord. Why? Because we're, we're representing him. And we want to reflect his glory. Isn't that right? And so, so we see here that, that some people preach, you know, kind of predestination preaching that God only saves some and some are destined for heaven and some are destined for hell and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen? And, uh, but I don't believe in that theology. I, I believe that God wants everybody saved. And, and, I, and I back this up with John three sixteen and 17. And 3.16, John, uh, in John 3.16, Jesus is speaking here. Jesus said, and we, we know this, I, I quote this scripture quite often. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. So, so what am I saying to you this morning? The heartbeat of God is souls. The heartbeat of God is your ugly neighbor, your ugly boss. Wait a minute, you might be the boss. No, I'll continue. The heartbeat, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And we need to be, I like to say it this way, we are ambassadors, but we need, see the light just came on. We are ambassadors and we need to be goodwill ambassador, ambassadors. Amen. And so, and so uh, in Luke 19.10, uh, Jesus says this way, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. So you can just say this, that the mission, uh, uh, the mission statement of Jesus is this statement right here. The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Amen? So Jesus went after the, the sinner. He, he went after the person far from God. And, and, and so the first thing we need to do before we witness to people is pray for them. We got to get God moving on their hearts. Because you can witness to somebody if there's no... Now, even say a quick prayer. Lord, move on their heart before I speak to them. Amen? And uh, because God, the Holy Spirit has to draw that person to himself. I mean, to God. Amen? The Holy Spirit has to move on hearts. And then it's our word that activates their faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So the Holy Spirit moves. Amen? I like what... And this is one of the scriptures I use in prayer... I say, Lord, you don't want anybody to perish. You don't want anybody to be lost. And it says here in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, so what does that mean? That means that God is, is allowing time for our wayward family members. He's allowing time. He's not slack. He's not looking to judge. He's looking to bless. But what, what is our part in the time that God's waiting? Our part is to pray for these people. We need to pray for, for uh, our relatives, our backslidden relatives, our neighbors, our co-workers, people we conduct business with. And so we, we need to pray for them. And first, what we need to do when we're praying, we need, we need to bind the devil, devil in their lives. We need to, we need to uh, bind the devil. Then we need to pray that God will send the harvest rain over them. Amen. And then we need to pray that God will send laborers in their path. And I, I believe these three keys are keys in getting people saved. Because, you know, you got, you got to have the harvest rain. And the harvest rain is, is God drawing power to come on them. Amen. And you have to have, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the devil bound first and foremost. The harvest rain to come. Because if the devil's not bound, he's going to keep blinding them from seeing truth. And, and then we need a laborer to, to speak the truth. To activate salvation in their life. Now, we could be the laborers, but you know, some of our relatives will not listen to us. They think we're dumb as a box of rocks. So they don't, they don't, they don't, they, they, you know, they look down. Some of them may look down on us. But God can move through somebody else. Amen. To minister to them. Amen. 
And so when God does, it's amazing. And you might be the person ministering out there to somebody that's praying for their relative. And it kind of works like that. Amen. It's like paying it forward. Amen. And so we need, we need to do that. So, so let me give you some scriptures that back this up about binding the devil, about praying uh, uh, for, the, for the harvest rain, amen, and about sin and laborers. Mark 3.27 uh, says this, in Mark 3.27, this is Jesus. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder its goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. So what do we need to do? We need to bind the strong man. We need to bind the spirits that are keeping our relatives and our neighbors bound up. We, you know, because the Bible says that, that, that the devil is the little God of this world system. Amen. And he's blinding the minds of people. The little G God is blind. Unless they see the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 18, 18 uh, says, Surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we have the power to bind devils and loose angels. Can I say that again? You have the power to bind devils and loose angels. Amen. Can I get a big amen there? Aren't they all ministering spirits called to minister to the heirs of salvation, the Bible says? Talking about angels. Amen. And so so we see that. And so in Zechariah 10.1, the harvest rain is mentioned in Zechariah 10.1. And uh, it says, ask the Lord for rain in time of latter rain. And the Bible says that, you know, the rain of God's Holy Spirit poured down in the book of Acts in chapter 2. Remember, they, they, the, the, the disciples got all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they all begin to speak in other tongues. And then Peter preached to 3,000 people. And they were pricked in their hearts. And 3,000 people got saved in one day. Is that amazing? That's, that's called revival. God wants revival in the land today. God wants revival in your household. God wants us being revived. He, he wants us being revived in His Spirit, glory to God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so ask for Lord and rain. And the Bible says that the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. What am I saying uh, to you today? I'm saying that, yes, it was great back in the book of Acts where all these miracles were happening. But it's going to happen again. Miracles are coming back. Miracles are coming back to the church. Say, I believe that. Miracles, glory to God. People will walk in sick and leave healed. People will walk in bound and, and leave free in Jesus' name. People will be coming depressed and leave here joyful in Jesus' name. Because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? You get in God's presence, you'll receive his power, amen, and his provision for your life. You believe that today? And in Matthew 9, 38, Jesus is uh, exhorting his disciples. He's exhorting us. And this is, you know, the three-part prayer, I call it, for salvation. Bind the devil, you know, pray that God will send the harvest uh, rain upon them. And sin, and number three, sin laborers. And therefore, Matthew 9, 38, therefore pray that the Lord of harvest will send out laborers into his harvest. 
So Jesus is uh, telling us, he's, he's saying to each one of us, we need to be praying because Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Amen. I'm praying that God will bring some more worker bees into Exceed Life Church. Amen. People that have a, a heart to put their hand to the plow and, and you know, because we need more teachers and ushers and greeters and worship people. And I'm praying that, that God is moving on hearts to draw the, the worker bees. Amen. Amen. My, my wife is a worker bee. She likes, she, she, does, she works. I'm more, she's kind of more like a Martha. I, I, I'm more like Mary. And what I mean by that is, remember when the, when the disciples came in and Martha said, man, I got to cook and get all ready. And he, she was cooking and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his words and just enjoying it. Amen. And I tend to, you know, I like praying and I like reading my Bible and I like spending time in the word. And my wife said, isn't it time to work? <laughs> I said, well, worship comes before work. And my wife's doing all the all the detail stuff. Behind the scenes stuff. Thank God. Or we would be in trouble if she wasn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so we need the preachers, but we need the doers too. But we can marry the two. You know, there's every once in a while, I got to get off my blessed assurance and do something. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I can't just sit around. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I got to get off that blessed assurance. Amen. And so, and so I like this too. So when I'm praying... And I'm, and I'm breaking down my prayers for the harvest because I want to please God, right? And, and God, please, when, when, when the harvest is coming in. And so one of my favorite prayers, I connect this to it, is Psalms 2.8. And Psalms 2.8 says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So I said, Lord, not only do I want my family saved and my relatives and, and, and my neighbors uh, Father, I, I, I want the city. I, I, I want nations. I, I'm calling this city in. I'm calling this city in into Exceed Life Church. Glory to God. I'm calling the, the, the harvest that you have for the city of Virginia. We're here. Amen. This is my jurisdiction. Amen. And so I, I'm believing for the city to come in. Glory to God. Amen. You say the city? Yeah, why not? You know how many people don't go to church and aren't saved in this city? You know how many people that live in this city? 450,000 people live in the city, just the city of Virginia Beach. 450,000. All I want is just 1%. That's 4,500 people. Amen. What if I, what if I got bold and asked for 10%? That's 45,000 people. What if I got really bold? Amen. 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 Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm like, God, just give me 1%. Right now, I'd take half a percent. Thank you. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Give, you know, and so, and so, and so, and so, so we, we, I pray for the city. And, and so this is how I pray it. And it's in the scripture. I, I don't have this scripture. I say, I speak to the north, south, east, and west. I say, minister and angels, go forth, minister to the heirs of salvation. Bring them in to exceed life church and the other churches they're, they're assigned to. Satan, I break your hold off these people's lives. Loose them and let them go. And you know how often I pray that? Every day. I just start, I'm praying every day for the harvest. 
I'm praying every day. And you know that cup of prayer is getting filled. And pretty soon you guys are going to be like, my God, this place is too packed. We need a new place to be in. Amen. Because it's going to hit and all of a sudden all heaven's going to break loose. Some say all hell, but I'm going to say all heaven is going to break loose in Exceed Life Church. Do you believe that today? And you may say, can God do anything great in Exceed Life Church? Yes. Can God do any great, anything great in Nazareth? Yes. Amen. He can do something great. It all begins with, you know, it's like one person's slogan. One soul at a time. One person at a time. That's what it takes to get the harvest in. One person at a time. So, so we, we got to believe that. So, so I asked for that. And, and so the, the number, number two will, because God's will is two parts. One is for the harvest, but his will is for you. His will is for you, glory to God. And, uh, and his will, uh, when you think about God's will, what do you think his will is for us? What, what do you, for individually, for you, and personally, when you think about God's will, Lord, what is your will? I can tell you what his will is, is for you to bear good fruit. His will is, he wants you to be fruitful. In other words, God wants you to be fruitful in every area of your life. Spiritually, socially, financially, amen? Uh, uh, in every area of your life, he wants you to bear fruit. Do you believe that today? So he wants you to be fruitful in your job. He wants you to be fruitful in your relationships. He wants you to be fruitful in your health. Glory to God. So here in John 15, 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. You see, uh, you know, when you get so close to God, God will, and, and, and God really knows you, God will trust you, and when you ask God something, He will do it. Because when our relationship gets to a one-to-one relationship with God, it was like God had said to me one time, uh, uh, you know, uh, follow my lead. He said this one, uh, he said, David, follow my lead. And then he said, David, and I'm going to follow your lead. And I just stepped back. I said, what do you mean, Lord, you're going to follow my lead? In other words, when we get in such a great relationship with each other, we're going to be able to do things. Hallelujah. It's, it's us working together with God. I'm not saying you're God, but I'm saying that when you get so close to God, he trusts you. I remember listening to this one preacher, and he was a new preacher, and he was praying, Lord, what should I preach this Sunday? I'm not too sure, and, and I could go this way, and, or I could go this way or that way. And the Holy Spirit said, I trust you. Go whatever way you believe is the best way this Sunday. Amen. You know what I'm saying? God trusts us. He trusts us. Amen. When we're in that walking relationship with him, he will say, I'm going to give you the reins. Oh, man. Ooh, it's that powerful. Is that awesome? That is amazing. We serve an amazing God. And so he wants us to bear fruit. And how do we bear fruit? We, we bear fruitfulness. So in my prayer, I say, Lord, um, I, I want to have a fruitful relationship with you, with your son Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with my wife, with my children, with the members of Exceed Life Church. I want a fruitful relationship and, and, and then I pray, Lord, give my wife that same thing. Give my kids the same. Give the members of Exceed Life Church fruitful relationship with you, Father, with your Son, with the Holy Spirit. Fruitful relationship. 
Glory to God. I pray this like almost every day. I want you guys walking in such a close relationship with God that you get mistaken for Jesus. People are going to say, man, Jesus. I, I was listening to Todd White. And he was, he, was, uh, he was trying to pray for somebody. And the guy was really hard, hard-nosed guy. And, and, and uh, he was at McDonald's, I think. And he went ahead and paid for the guy's meal. And, and, the, guy, and the guy didn't even thank him for it. He said, you know, you know, thinking that Todd White was trying to get something from him, I guess. Or conning him. And, so, and Todd White kept saying, can I pray for you? you he, was, he was limping. He was hurting. And he, and he said, can I pray for you? The guy said, no, I don't need any prayer. And real negative. And, and Todd just kept, kept asking, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. God wants to do something for you. And the guy said, all right. You know. And Todd White prayed for him. And God instantly healed him. And the guy said, you, you're Jesus. <laughs> Call Todd White Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And what I'm saying, I'm saying that we need to be in a place where people are like, you must be Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to be making our light shine so bright that we get mistaken for Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Have you gone home? So we continue. So, so the two uh, uh, so fruitfulness is our fruitful relationship with God, but with others. You know, Jesus said the two greatest commandments is to love your Lord God. This is Matthew 22, 37, 40. Love your Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, so this, the, the whole balance of our life, and I know this is Healing Sunday. I know I'm, I'm supposed to be preaching healing, but I am, because if you get your relationships right, you'll get healed. If you if you're walking in love and forgiveness and you're and you're walking love towards God, how do you walk in love towards God? Obey him. <laughs> that's how you walk in love. You obey him. That's that's how you walk in love. Yeah, that's how you show your love towards God through obedience. Denying yourself. What? You mean I got to deny myself? Yes. Sometimes you have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Sometimes when somebody does something and they're behind you and they beat their horn because you hadn't moved fast enough and you want to just, just, just creep along instead of go. Amen. You got to deny yourself and just let it go and move on. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, you got to deny those feelings that are trying to keep you from, from developing your relationship with God and other people. Feelings will knock us out. Have you ever been up one moment and down the other? Christian got up this morning and he was so happy dancing around my son uh, and uh, my special needs son. And he was he was so excited. First 30 minutes, man, you'd think it was Christmas. This he was so beaming, smiling. Ha! Ah, he, he got in bed with he climbed in bed with me and started cuddling with me and all that. And, and sometimes when, I, when he has my phone, I take it away from him and then he'll come and he starts snuggling with me because he wants my phone. And he started kissing on my neck and going, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And like, here's the phone, you know. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's kind of how, yeah, how we need to be with God because we, we first need to cuddle with God before we start asking God a lot of stuff. Okay. We need to start telling God how good he is, how merciful he is, how loving he is. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, and so we, need to, we need to focus on a relationship with people and that we're walking in love 
towards people. We have a growing relationship. So being fruitful is, I, I see being fruitful is, is having a grow, growing relationship with God and growing uh, relationship with other people. In other words, we're growing more and more in love. And we're producing the fruit of the Spirit out of that love. We're becoming more kind. We're becoming more gentle. We're becoming more patient. We're, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We're reflecting God's character. Amen. We're bearing good fruit. So, so you know, um, so we, we have to do that. So I believe that God wants us to bear fruit in our relationships. God wants us to bear fruit, His will for us to bear fruit in, in healthy bodies. Uh, he wants us to have healthy bodies. He doesn't want the devil, you know, uh, coming against us and, and keeping us down. Amen. No, we need to take authority over the devil. Bind the devil. Loose your angels. Pray. Speak the word. And God's healing power will manifest. Amen. Remember just a few weeks ago, I was coughing. I was dealing with, you know, you know sickness and all that. And I said, you know, it's, it's going to be short-lived. This too will pass. Every once in a while, we go through a trial but we're going to get through that trial, glory to God. It's not going to always be the same. And, and man, I feel healthy as a horse, glory to God. A racehorse, glory to God. Stallion. Amen. I feel like a stallion. I, I Green Run High School. That's the high school I graduated from. And we're the stallions. <sighs> stallion, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God wants us being like stallions. In other words, a horse will charge right into battle with no fear. There's no armor for our backs. God didn't put any armor in our back. Why? Because, because we don't run from the enemy. We run towards the enemy. The armor's all in front. We don't run. Like I like what they say about the colors of the flag. The, the flag colors never run. Okay, we'll continue. That, being a little patriotic today. Amen? And uh, can I get an amen on that? Amen. Glory to God. And, and so, and God wants us walking in prosperity. Oh, pastor, you mean God wants me to be blessed in prosperity? Yes! He doesn't want you broke, barely making it. No, He wants you prospering. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then in that psalm it says, my cup barely even hits the top. <laughs> no, my, tup, my cup is half full. <laughs> when they're filling up my coffee at Starbucks, I say, fill it to the brim. <laughs> when somebody's going to, when they borrow your car, you tell them to top it off. What does that mean? That means put as much gas as you can. Get that hose and as much as you can into it. Top it off. Right? And so what is the psalm says? It says, your cup, my cup overflows. Does Jesus ever do anything small? I mean, when, when he fed the 5,000, he had stuff left over. He said, get the baskets. When, when, he, told them, when he said, hey, I let you, you borrowed the boat Peter's boat, and he said, throw off the net. And they got so much fish, their boat started sinking. Does, does God ever do anything small? And we're just asking, God, if you can just help me just pay my rent this month, and I'll be happy, happy, happy. God wants you more than pay. He wants you paying somebody else's rent. God, I'll be a humble man and just pay my rent. No, more than that. 
He's your shepherd, you shall not want. You don't pray for needs. Amen. Because he meets all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So Psalms 105.37 says it this way. He brought them out. I love this one. I, I use this in prayer right here. When I'm praying, I say, God, you brought the children out with silver and gold. And there's not one feeble person among their tribes. What does that mean, feeble? That means there was not one sick person among their tribes. And God, your, your covenant is based on better promises. And if you could bring the children of Israel out with silver and gold and there's not one sick people uh, a bunch, about, about their bunch, then Lord, bring Seed Life Church out with silver and gold and Bitcoin or whatever. And let there be no, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Sick people among our ranks. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say Bitcoin, you know, what, what, whatever God leads you to do, glory to God, to prosper. They call it the digital gold. Amen. And so, and so whatever he does. So he said he brought them out with silver and gold. This is Old Testament. You say, Pastor, that's Old Testament. Yeah, but, but our, we're in New Testament. The Bible says that, that, that the New Testament is based on better promises. Not on promises of bulls and goats. Amen. But better promises. So how much more should we be coming out with silver and gold? Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I like what it says in, in, in uh, 3 John 1 and 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Notice he combines the two. Prosper, amen, that's financial blessings, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So as your soul prospers, how does your soul prosper? In relationships. When you're winning people to the Lord and you're praying for people and you're in that walk with God, your soul becomes, becomes prosperous and then all these things are added to us. Amen. Remember in Psalms 35, uh, 27, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I love that. Let them shout. For, are you shouting? Are you giving God praise for the blessings that he's bestowing upon you? Man, I, man, I see a person in the congregation. His, uh, and I'm not going to say who it is because you probably want to get a loan from him. But his income has went up a lot. He went from one job. to They said the greatest way to increase in pay is go from one job to another job. Because you get stuck in jobs. And so God gives us wisdom and, and gives us favor. And, and, and this person in the congregation has went from one job and to the next job making more money. To the next job making more money. And, and you know what? God wants us prospering. Amen. He gives us the courage to, to move out and to launch out into new territory. It takes courage. Amen. Mark 10, 38. Um, and let's just go with this, and I'm closing down. It says, Peter began to say to him, see that we left all to follow you. So th- let me just, just give you the backstory of Mark. Uh, and Mark, and, and Mark, a rich young ruler, came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, uh, and he said, good teacher, what must I do? And Jesus said, um, obey the commandments. He's, and he said, well, I've obeyed the commandments. And Jesus said, there's one thing you have lacked and, 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 and sell all that you have and then follow me and you have riches in heaven. And, and the rich young ruler went away sad 
because he had a lot of stuff. He didn't want to let go of it. And so, and then, uh, and then Jesus said how hard it is for those that are rich to make it in the kingdom of God. And that one scripture alone has destroyed a lot of people's faith in God wanting them to be wealthy. And that one scripture alone says, oh man, see, wealthy people can't make it to heaven, so I better not even think about being wealthy. So the devil uses that one scripture to keep Christians broke. But what Jesus said was really, he didn't say, you know, wealthy people can't make it. He said those that love riches. In other words, those that rather, they love riches more than they love God, those people in their hearts are for riches and wealth, not for God. But if your heart's for God, riches and wealth will come in. Because that won't take you away from God. And then, then Peter said, and, and when, when Jesus said, how hard it is? And Peter said, began to say, uh, God, uh, if the rich people can't make it in, what about us? You know? He said, see, we have, and we left everything to follow you. We left our good business, our fishing boat business, and we left this, and, 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 and you're saying the rich. And then Jesus said, listen, calm down, Peter. Calm down. If that rich young ruler would have hung out, he would have, he would have heard this. And then Jesus says in Mark 10, 29, 31, so Jesus answers, says, surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sister, father or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions. So what did Jesus say? Jesus said, in this life, in this life, in this life, lands, houses, you will live in houses you did not build, the Old Testament says. What am I saying to you? I'm saying that when you lay it down for God, man, you're, you're going to, it's the meek that inherits the earth. Amen. The meek are the ones, the humble, that, that are the ones that have laid down their lives and saying, God, I'm putting it all in. All chips of my life is in. And I'm going to give you all. And I'm not going to let anything distract me or discourage me or keep me from following your Full will. I'm going to lay it down. When he said, when you leave your houses or, or your, your, your family, a lot of times God takes us out of the familiar and brings us into the unfamiliar so that we can trust him. Amen. When God called me to Bible school, you know, I, I, I went all the way out to Oklahoma. Amen. I drove out there in my Miyagi, I mean, my Miata convertible. I just had some clothes in the back seat. That's all I had. Amen. And a lawn chair in the back. No, I'm kidding. And, uh, and so I just had clothes and I traveled across uh, you know, the United States and God took care of me. God took care of my, I had a job out there and then God got me there. I mean, it was a miracle. I had a job in Wichita and then the guy said, I know that you're going to Oklahoma. I'm going to make sure that my boss got me over to Oklahoma and, my, and, and the shop that I worked at, I sold jewelry, was a mile away from the campus. Then, then uh, my boss said, listen, I know that you've been going to Oklahoma, but you're, you're working here to be trained in the jewelry store because we, we design jewelry. And, uh, and he said, you know, I'm going to make sure the company pays you for your move. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So he put me up in a hotel, paid for all that. Got, you know, I was going over there anyway. Are you listening? Why? Because God is amazing. 
And then, and then I had no furniture, nothing, just my clothes. I had credit card. I wanted to buy, buy all my you know, pots and pans. And I went out and bought some stuff. And I felt God was disappointed in me. And I said, God, I felt like I just sinned. I just went to Walmart. Some people think going to the big box stores is sin. But we won't go there. And uh, you should shop locally. Okay. And, uh, and so I bought. And then I took it all back. And then what God did supernaturally... He, he moved on people's hearts. I didn't say anything. And people were moving out of the area and said, do you need this, some pots and pans? And, and I ended up, my whole place got filled up with furniture. People were giving stuff to me. It, it's like an amazing story. It's like God wanted to show me that he can take care of me. That he is more than enough. He's El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And he can take care of you, glory to God. You just need to put your trust and your faith in him. He can take care of you in your relationship. Maybe some of your relationships not doing well. Pray for people and pray for, the, for God to, to bring peace in it. You might need to apologize. I never apologize. Well, maybe you need to start. <laughs> you hear Some people never apologize. I ain't saying, it ain't my fault. I <laughs> It'd be a cold day in heaven, you know, before, before I apologize, you know. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Some people just don't apologize. Well, we might need to apologize every once in a while. We might need to say, I'm sorry, even if it's not your fault. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. No, I'm kidding, but sorry my actions made you mad. Okay, are you hearing what I'm saying today? But we need to apologize every once in a while. We need to get things right. We need to pray for people. We need to get our relationships right. And, and then we need to believe God that, that, that he wants us healed. I'm telling you, I'm closing this down. But it's God's will for you to walk in divine health. Amen. You might be dealing with a long-term ailment. Maybe you're dealing with high blood pressure, a diabetes. Maybe you've been dealing with this for years. God can heal you in a New York second. But are you believing him for it? Or are you just okay with taking the medication and being on medication all your life? No, you can move out of medication and get into meditation, the word of God. And when you get into meditation, then the word of God can be your, 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 your dr- wonder drug, glory to God. It will be health to your body, healing to your body. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, and, then, and then God, again, Jesus became poor that through his poverty we may become rich. In other words, Jesus was stripped at the cross. He was naked on the cross. He became impoverished on the cross so that we could be clothed. Amen? Every, every worldly material was taken away from Jesus. Why? So we can have every worldly material. So we can be down here and represent God in a great way. I'm not saying you can't represent God poor. But I'm saying that when you have finances, uh, uh, people may listen to you a little bit more. You have influence. Unfortunately, the, the world looks at people with money, and people with money have influence. So why can't you be an influential Christian with money? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You can. And, be, and when, you tell, when you tell people, well, it's because I put the kingdom of God first place. I'm a tither and I give offerings. And when you are a tither and give offerings and you're believing God for increase, glory to God. I, I believe it makes you a superpower in the realm of wealth. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Because why? Because you're interested in souls. Bottom line, 
our money goes into the till and we take the money that comes in and we, put, we, we spread it out to missions and to, and to uh, different organizations that's helping the poor and, and that's ministering to people and we're helping out and then that finances are going out to what? Win people into the kingdom and to disciple them. The two things that God's on his heart is winning souls and discipling people. In other words, making people more like him. And when we are putting our finances and helping people become more like God and getting people saved, glory to God, God's okay with making you a millionaire. Because more of your money is going to go into more of the kingdom. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he can trust you. If he can't trust you with just the little, how can he trust you with much? That's a spiritual principle. So I want to encourage you. Maybe you've been struggling in some of these areas, your relationships or in your health or in your finances. I want to encourage you. Just say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to start tithing and giving offerings. I, I'm going to start praying for my neighbors, glory to God. I, I'm going to start speaking the word when, the, when, when my body's not feeling well and standing on the word of God. And, 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 and you need to start doing some of these things. And when you do, I'm telling you, God's going to do amazing things in your life. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. Oh, that you desire us to have abundant life. And that abundant life is fruitful relationships. Father, you don't want us to have any hurt feelings towards anybody or or any uh, ought in our hearts towards anybody. You want us walking in love. And you don't want us offended with you or offended with people. So, Father, I'm praying that maybe there's people here in the audience or people watching online that might have some kind of offense, may, may be hurt and they haven't let it go. They haven't prayed it through. That you, would, that you would move on their hearts to let it go or to reconcile with that person or that, even that organization. And maybe, maybe there's people that's in the audience that, that's dealing with issues in their body. I, I'm asking, Father God, as they make their relationships right with you and others, Father, that with love, it's love that, that causes our faith to work and that you would heal their bodies. And I thank you, Father God, for as people give into the tithes and offerings, Lord, that you are able to open up the windows of heaven and pour those blessings. And I'm, I'm believing you, Father God, for those that are struggling, that they're coming out of the struggle of finances and coming into that land of good and plenty. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Let me just lift those up that's online right now. Maybe you need Jesus. Maybe you never asked Jesus into your heart and anybody uh, in this audience. Today is the day of salvation. I never want to close a, a sermon down without giving you the opportunity to receive Christ. And when you receive Jesus, you receive all the riches in heaven. You receive all the blessings. You win the lottery. So this I, I, I'm asking you to do, if you're, if you're ready to move forward in God, just say this simple prayer. And I believe you will receive the blessings of eternal life. Just say this to me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 